Welcome everybody to Three Wide in the Middle, your home for all things racing with me, Tony Shannon, and my man with me as always, Keith Bradley. Keith, how's it going? Oh, what is up? Oh, not much. So, did you have a did you have a good holiday? You have a good Fourth of July? Uh, yeah, yes and no. Um, we went to a Fourth of July party at my mother-in-law and father-in-law's, and then I worked on Fourth of July. So, oh, that sucks. It's- Best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah, that sucks. I don't, I don't miss those days at all. I used to have. I dealt with that for a decade when I worked at the casino, and it it sucked. It absolutely sucked because you're working nights at a place that you don't want to be at, and then your family's at home you know, having fun. And it just, it's such a bummer. If you, I tell you what, I I always tell people this. If you are ever feeling down and out about life, go to a casino on a holiday and you will immediately feel better about your situation because (laughs) there is literally like no more depressing a place than, you know, a a casino on like a major especially like a major family holiday fourth of july not so much but like if you go there on like christmas or thanksgiving right where it's like you know you're you should be with your family right like that's it's a time for your family to be together they're considered family holidays and you're at a casino like there's something wrong and it you when i first started working there i i used to feel bad for people I was like, oh my God, that sucks, dude. It's Christmas Day and they're here at the casino. They've got nowhere else to be. After a year or two of dealing with those people, I was like, it's no freaking wonder why you're here. Nobody wants to be around your ass. You're freaking horrible. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you look at them because they were. They were miserable people. Miserable people. And it's like, you know, you might want to take a look in the mirror. Right? Like, you're kind of a, you kind of suck to be around. It's probably why no one's inviting you over for Christmas. So, but anyways, yeah, rant over. But yeah, if you just ever, ever feeling bad about life, just go to a casino on like Christmas, Thanksgiving, and you only need to be there about 30 minutes to realize like, man, this sucks. I do not want to be like this. So yeah, that's a bummer you had to work, man. I, uh, I, I worked during the day on 4th of July, but that was literally because I had nothing else to do. I didn't know. I didn't do the glass business. We were off, but I did work on the computer um, with the content business and stuff like that. And um, yeah, my, my son, because we went out to my in-laws, um, we go out there every year for 4th of July and we barbecue and, you know, the kids play and then we light off fireworks when it gets dark and that's it. You know, that's, that's our day. And <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, my son went out there early. He went out there like 11 o'clock in the morning. His aunt picked him up because we had all pitched in and got one of those big blow up, you know, like bounce house things. But we got the water slide one so that, you know, you could slide. You, it was like a water slide and then it goes down into a big blow up pool. And so all the kids basically played in the pool the whole day. And uh, yeah, so... And then my daughter was gone for most of the time. So I was literally like by myself and I was like, I can't believe it. I, I've got nothing. No, nobody here. I've got like this four or five hour window where I've got like nothing to do. And I literally like 
I tried to relax. I tried to just like sit down and relax and watch TV. And I made it about an hour and I was like, I got to get something done. Like, I felt like I hadn't earned it. It's, uh, dude, it's, I have such a sickness. It's so ridiculous, dude. <laughs> Cause I was like, oh my God, I can't just sit here and do nothing. I have, st I have work that I need to get done. I need to get some stuff done. Cause I'm not going to be working most of the day. I'm like, I got to get something accomplished today. So yeah, I actually just hopped on the computer, did some work for a little bit and then started to relax. So, but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good day overall. We got, we had fun and kids enjoyed it my son got to help me um this was the first year he got to help me light the fireworks so he was he was happy about that because he's That's 10 awesome. yeah he's 10 so him and his cousin damien who's i think nine eight or nine they got to help light fireworks this year because i'm the one who always lights them i've done it for the last like 10 years and my son was like oh i want to help this year can i help this year and i was like yeah you can help this year so yeah, he got to he got to help light fireworks. So he was he was excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. So, anyways, a lot of lot of stuff to cover. Obviously, we had the Chicago Street race uh, in the Cup Series. Massive, massive uh, win there for Shane Van Gisbergen. Uh, I will be referring to him as SVG the rest of the show, just because I. Don't want to keep screwing up his name. Um, massive win for him. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to cover about that race um, in Hit or Miss. We've also got our NASCAR pick we're going to be doing today. Plus, we're going to be doing a different segment called Last In, Last Out, where we're going to discuss who we think the, the three drivers, the last three drivers into the playoffs will be, and then also the first three drivers who are going to be eliminated uh basically you know 17th 18th and 19th in points kind of outside looking in and then we've got a, a very special uh dirt track segment this week no dirt track recap um just because we're going to be doing our eldora million breakdown so next week we've got the eldora million and the king's royal we will record the pod on friday morning like we did this week this week we're doing it um just because of scheduling stuff for me and Keith. But next week we'll be recording the pod on Friday morning and getting it up that day so we can do our recap of the Eldora Million and then a breakdown or a preview of the Kings Royal. So big, big week coming up in the Sprint Car Series. So a lot of stuff that we got to cover with that. So let's uh, let's not waste any time with so much on the docket. Let's dive right into our hit or miss portion of the show so keith are you ready let's fire it up all right man so svg shane van gisbergen's win at chicago has brought back the road course ringer to nascar hit or miss the mark i would say it hits the mark i mean He's a, he's a road course guy. He's a V8 supercar guy. So those of you that know, they race on road courses. So I'd say it did. Um, man, how exciting was that to watch? It was crazy, dude. It was insane, man. It was so. It was actually a, a really good event. I I actually enjoyed it. I really did. And uh, and I have to agree. I mean, he he was really fast in the late stages. So I'd say he definitely deserved. Uh, to win there he once when he got around justin haley i was surprised by 
how quick he pulled away. Mm-hmm. And and I was also surprised to see that Chase Elliott kind of just let him go. Yeah, I don't think anybody had anything for him. Um, I really don't. And on, you know, our topic of bringing back the road course ringer, I I think it halfway hits the mark. I think it brings back the road course ringer if you are a V8 supercar driver from Australia. <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah. we've seen other road course ringers come in and um, they haven't had much success. And we've talked about this before where the cup, the cup guys have, have really improved their road course racing skills because it's no longer just two races on the schedule, right? It's not just Sonoma and Watkins Glen. They've got, you know, what, five of them, six of them on the schedule now. So the road course racing has definitely um, become much more of an emphasis for these drivers. But if you look at the V8 supercars, they are the closest thing to these cup cars. In fact, um, what's his name? Uh, was it Steve O'Donnell um, who said that the the Gen 7 car was, you know, they they got concepts and ideas from the V8 supercar. And you don't even have to be a NASCAR expert to know that. I mean, we the first time a bunch of us um, in our discord server saw the the gen 7 car we were like that looks like a v8 supercar like we could we could see that so there's definitely some similarities between the two now obviously what was incredible was he's used to driving on the opposite side of the car shifting with the opposite hand you know things of that nature so for him to to do that come in and not only be fast but he was like two tenths of a second faster was pretty incredible um to see it was uh it was definitely an awesome awesome race on his end yeah and i almost wonder if this opens the door for more v8 supercar guys to come over and try the project 91 or if that's even a a thought because i mean like you just said this car is very similar to a v8 supercar and i want to see marcus ambrose in this car now yeah, I I think I would like to see that too. I think that would be cool. Um, yeah, and look, uh, to continue on the the hit or miss here, Van Gisbergen was correct when he said that the top ten drivers in the V8 Supercar Series could come over here and win in NASCAR. I mean, like you said, I think it opens the door for more of them, and I do think they could win. Now, I will say this though, because this has been a very I, I mean, I saw some people's videos calling Van Gisbergen the new king of NASCAR. That is the most absurd statement I've ever heard. I understand you're trying to get people to watch your stuff and get clicks and stuff, but come on, let's not be jackasses, okay? The new king of NASCAR, he won one race, and it was phenomenal, and it was incredible, and it was his first race, and the dude obviously has talent. You could go watch his supercar races, and... He is incredible, and the top 10 drivers are incredible. But make no mistake, this was also the level, the most level playing field you were going to see. Nobody had been to this place before. This is a completely new track. The V8 drivers actually, or the supercar drivers, they actually run street courses where these cup guys have never been on a street course, and there's a difference in those types of tracks. We've talked about that. We talked about it last week where you start looking at when you have these crowned roads and the way that the things get wide and then tighten up and you look at where he was faster than everybody else. It's the technical parts of the track where it gets really narrow and the walls are right there. So 
this was, you know, really the best opportunity for him to come in and he delivered. He don't want I don't want to take nothing away from him because he absolutely delivered and was dominant all weekend. It wasn't a fluke. He was fastest in practice. He qualified towards the front like he was very, very good. But I would like to see these guys on a Watkins Glen or a Sonoma, you know, a track that these other drivers have experience at and see just how good they can be. Yeah, and I and I almost wonder if Justin Marks brings him back to the Project 91. I wonder if they schedule more races for these road courses. But before we crown him the king of NASCAR, let's see him on an oval and, and see if the playing field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, make no mistake, what he did was incredible. It hasn't been done since, like, I think Johnny Rutherford back in, like, 64 or something. <laughs> like, it was something insane. Like, it had been, like, 60 years or 70 years or something like that since a driver had come in and won their first cup race. So, it was incredible. But to start dubbing him the new king of NASCAR, like, come on, let's pump the brakes a little bit there. I mean, it was amazing, but that would be absurd. Like, I mean, just hold on. All right. Um, all right, moving on. Keith, the Chicago Street course was an absolute success. Hit or miss the mark? I'm going to say it hits the mark. Um, just to see the amount of people that showed up, the the fans that were in the stands before the rains came, even for the Xfinity race, and then to, to see them still somewhat there for the cup race, I think it was a success. Now, we all know Mother Nature decided to... Uh, have a different say on it i mean there could be different opinions on it could it, why it was a failure but i think it was a success and i think we should see it again yeah i'm with you overall i thought it was a success i thought it turned it was much better than i thought it was going to be um i had made mention that i thought the track was pretty interesting the way they had it laid out and it turned out really really cool um it was a it's a great example of how um i racing the platform that me and you both frequent you know often can help nascar you know this track was designed in i racing it was you know created in i racing like they nascar went to i racing and said hey if we wanted to do this like what what could this look like and they did it it was incredible right they they get the data the the, the laser scan data and all that stuff like that. And they put together these, these potential tracks and what it could look like. And, and it turned out great. So I think overall it was pretty incredible. Now I will say let's pump the brakes on having four or five street courses a year, because that is something we've already heard is like, okay, well now we need more street courses. Let's not beat it to death. Okay. This happens all the time with everything but in in nascar specifically we saw this right with the mile and a halfs like the mile and a halfs are great well let's make every new track a freaking 1.5 mile you know speedway with a dog leg or a trioval right and now we got a bunch of racetracks that we don't go to and they're getting rid of like let's not go okay now every road course needs to be a street course or let's have you know a dozen street courses on the circuit like let's it was cool. It was unique. It turned out to be a really good race, but this does not mean that we need to go do, you know, next year we need New York and Los Angeles both on the schedule with street courses. Okay. 
No, and I and I completely agree. Uh, we don't need to see eight or nine of them. Um, yeah. If Chicago decides not to bring it back next year, then I would look at let's go to a different city each year. Yeah, I think that's something that you could do if you wanted to do that. If you wanted to have kind of it be a, uh, you know, a, a little bit more random. Because I do think that was one of the reasons why the race was so good was the drivers didn't have a ton of experience there and they didn't have a ton of data on the track, right? They had ran practice and stuff like that and they were able to figure it out and the racing was good, but these guys didn't know it just flat cold like they do these other tracks. So I think that added an, a, a new element and layer to it, which made it... Um, a really good race and it was a really good race so you know hats off to them but before we start you know before we start scheduling a half a dozen street courses let's let's pump the brakes on that and and not not kill a good thing with oversaturation all right moving on speaking of the chicago street course race nascar dropped the ball and screwed a handful of front running drivers when they shortened the race to 75 laps hit or miss the mark keith i'm gonna say it it hits the mark but i'm not gonna completely blame nascar i'm gonna blame the parks department through the city of chicago um it, it almost seemed like they were the ones in control the weekend um so, I mean, I can't really blame NASCAR, but that they had the option to run on Monday, but they also had to have the track torn down by midnight Monday. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. And I don't think they could have done that if they had and raced I, the race on Monday. And I don't think so either. And you can't fault NASCAR because of Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. um, I had an argument with somebody the other day about this. I was like, it is no different if they were at Talladega and it rained. No different. Um, it's not NASCAR's fault. Let's not blame NASCAR. They're they're attempting every way possible of getting it in, even with the Xfinity. I know they were just going to throw the yellow pace around twice and call the Xfinity race good. I was surprised that they didn't. But look at the heavy rains. And then yep. the pressure from the Parks Department to get the race going. Um, I guess there's a lot of controversy on the Parks Department telling people to leave. Yeah, so. there was... The, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know where the issues were coming from. Why this was, but the, yeah, when the lightning came and the parks department's kicking people out and making them leave, it's like you know the main thing is is for people to find shelter, not get off the premises. That that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like if you're really worried about safety, why are you kicking people out of shelters, right? Because they weren't just telling people who were around the track watching that they needed to leave, they were kicking people out of suites. Like, give me a break. If you're, if there's a lightning storm, uh, being inside should be the most protected area, correct? Like, I don't get it. So I don't know if you just had a bunch of people who had power for the first time and they were just, you know, wanting to exercise it, if they've just got really stupid and restrictive rules when it comes to that. I don't know. I, you know, um, as far as, NASCAR shortening the race. I mean, yes, there was a, a handful of guys, right? You could argue Christopher Bell and all those guys who were, had been running up front that they kind of got screwed um, when they did that. And I understand it. You had people who had pitted, and then now all of a sudden it changes the the fuel strategy and, and who's going to do what and how far we can go. But, 
you know, Van Gisbergen was on the same strategy as those leaders. He had been running up front, you know, most of the day. It's not like he was in 30th and then got up there because of, you know, NASCAR saying the race is going to be 75 laps and then he ran away with it. Like, so he was someone who overcame it and still won the race. So, yes, you can make that argument. I understand it. It was starting to get dark. I mean, if you go back and you watch that replay, you'll notice that the street lamps on the sides of the roads were, are starting to light up because the sun is going down. So um, I I understand it. The cars don't have lights. You got to have, you know, you got to be safe out there. And, you know, if talking about the rain like you did, I thought it was pretty incredible that you look at that that racetrack and it was like standing water. And within like an hour, it was gone. I couldn't believe it. I was, I was blown away because hell there was tires floating down pit road. Yes. Yes. Um, It was a freaking monsoon. (laughs) Yeah. It was a hurricane. (laughs) They they had hurricane rains. Yeah. They broke a record of rainfall in a day. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It had been a record from like 1983 or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. They, they were in a drought, so, yeah, I mean, not, anymore. Not, only, <laughs> not only did NASCAR bring a bunch of people to their city and help build money in the city, but they also brought a bunch of rain with them yeah. and helped the city out. So, I mean, it, they helped in multiple ways. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, so we got a sprint car topic to cover. Uh, if you did not see this over the weekend, uh, this was a what does it keep the boss series? Yeah, the Ohio Buckeye. Yeah, the Ohio Buckeye Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Car Series or something like that. But basically, you had a guy, a leader, the the leader at the time, but was making some passes that people thought were aggressive. Uh, one of the drivers, under caution, went to real- retaliate. He was going to wreck that person. He ended up wrecking the wrong driver. <laughs> And he has now been suspended for the remainder of season. So Keith, Paul Dews has been suspended for the remainder of the season, and he should be suspended for the remainder of the season for intentionally wrecking the wrong car under yellow. Hit or miss the mark. Uh, I mean, it's got to hit the mark. It'll hit the mark every freaking time. Now, I know there's different arguments that Ricky Lewis, the leader, that was making questionable moves. I mean, I know he... Made slight contact with Paul Dews, pushed him up and over the berm of turn two there. And then Paul Dews decided to take his head off his shoulders and shove it up his ass and yeah. and wreck the wrong guy. And that's just, that's wrong in many ways. Uh, these yes. cars are very expensive. The cars are very, very dangerous, as we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to applaud Landon Simon for being somewhat of the bigger person because I know if it was me. I probably would have made it all the way out of the car and tried to attack Paul Dews because that's just ridiculous. That doesn't belong in sprint car racing. No. Uh, and kids, t- take a take a look at this video and and take something from it. If you're gonna wreck the guy, wreck the right freaking car. Yes, don't wreck the wrong guy. Don't or, wreck or, an innocent or, bystander. Or better yet, save it for the end of the race in the pits. Settle it. Settle it in the pits. Mm-hmm. We don't need to turn cars into weapons. It's just no. ridiculous. No, and like you said, these cars are very expensive. This is the 
Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, okay? This is not the world of Outlaws. This is not the Lucas Oil Outlaws or even USAC, all right? These are essentially weekend warriors who got a state tour. It's like what we have out here in California with the King of the West Series, right? These are very good drivers, okay? They have enough money to race their own stuff, but these guys aren't running around with NOS or Napa on the side of their car, they're, they've got local sponsors, right? They're paying for most of it themselves. So you don't need to go out and wreck somebody's, you know, $60,000 sprint car because you're being a jackass and you didn't like the way someone passed you. Like that's just a, it's a, it's a douchebag move at the highest level. I just, I don't, I'm with you, man. I've never been a fan of intentionally wrecking people. I've always thought that was screwed up. Now you can make the case in NASCAR, the whole bump and run and stuff like that, like that, that's stock car racing. That's, you know, short track, late model, stuff like that. But when you get into open wheel, to me, it's different. You, 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 you just, it's just one of those things you can't really do, right? Because there's no guarantee of how it's going to turn out. You, know, you might want to throw a slider on somebody and force their hand like, hey, man, you got to lift or you're going to end up in the wall. And that's dirt racing. But to intentionally wreck somebody like that under caution and then it be the wrong driver, like, dude, come on. Like, that's like, just moronic. Like any of us that's been involved in open wheel, sprint car racing, dirt racing in general, contact's going to happen. It's going to yes. happen. Yes. In all racing. Yeah. And... And my issue with this is, what if his right front went into the driver's side cockpit yeah. and hit Landon? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it's asinine. It, mm-hmm. It's asinine, and my first thought was, Paul Deuce deserves an ass whipping. An yes. old-fashioned beatdown, because that is fucking stupid. Yep, it was. So, yes, he's been suspended for the remainder of the season. Um, he will As be he allowed should. back. Yes, and I, I'm i with you. He should have been, um, because that type of thing, you just, you can't have that. It's It's not okay. Yeah, so. and and not and not only does it make sprint car racing look bad, but it makes that boss series look bad too. Yes, absolutely. It makes it look it, you make your series look like, you know, those clowns out of Bowman Gray who do nothing but bumper cars and fist fight. You know what I mean? It makes it look like it's just some ridiculous throw down, you know, demolition derby in sprint cars, right? Even though that's not what it is. If you go watch highlights of those races those are good drivers and there's some good racing but that that's not a national series they're not in the spotlight every week right we're talking about them this week strictly for the for this reason right you're getting attention for the wrong reason so yeah i'm with you and you don't want you don't want that stuff to be happening so yeah he got suspended he should be suspended and we'll see if he comes back to that series next year but and and not to keep beating the dead horse here, and and what's even more fucked up for him is he was fifth in points, had a shot at probably could have won the championship. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he's an idiot. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, he is. So hopefully he learns from this moving forward. But that'll do it for our hit or miss portion of the show. And when we get back from the break, we're gonna be doing our last in, last out, and our NASCAR pick'em. Plus, we still got our Eldora million breakdown so stick around today's episode is brought to you by produxa look you guys when it comes to protecting and adding a mirror-like shine to your surfaces you pretty much have two options 
you can go with one of those low, you know, quality products out there. Uh, you know, do the old school, like my parents used to do, use the old dish soap to wash your car, or you can go with Produxa. You guys, I've personally used this stuff and it works incredible, man. Whether it's their ceramic coating, their wash, their tire shine, and it not only looks great, but it's super easy to use. I mean, my 10-year-old son was helping me use this stuff and we used it on my daughter's car and the car literally looked new. And my daughter's 17, so you can imagine that the car did not look new before we washed it. So if you want to actually give your car a mirror-like shine while in the process protecting it, head over to Produxa.com or the link down in the description below and check out their full line of products today. I can promise you, you will love them. All right, it is now time for our NASCAR Pick'em. Uh, last week, damn it, Keith, you beat me again. Um, I had Tyler Reddick. You had Jensen Button. Um, both of us, both of our guys had bad luck there. Um, I think Button, qual he qualified in the top 10, didn't he? Yeah, he qualified eight. Yeah, and, and he ran in the top 10. Mm-hmm. For a lot of the race and then you know bad luck just strikes at the wrong time yep uh reddick qualified second he was obviously fast in the race um and then yeah uh tough luck for him and uh he ended up finishing 28th so you got the win we've got it is it atlanta that's right we've got atlanta the mile and a half restrictor plate race coming up so keith who do you want to pick for atlanta oh man there's some guys i already picked that i probably should have kept but i'm going to swing for the fence here i'm gonna go with well, never mind. I already picked him once. Stand by. Let's see. I'm going to go with Eric Almirola. All right. All right. So you're going to take Eric Almirola. I like that pick. That's a pretty good one. Um, Looking at his season, that's about the only way we're going to see him make the playoffs this season is if he can get a win at a restrictor plate or a road course. Yeah. And, and there were some other guys that I wanted to pick, but I kind of want to keep them in my pocket for when we get further down the season here. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I had been saving Reddick for a road course and it was looking good there. And then he got wrecked. I, it's just, uh, you know, and I've got some people that I'm trying to save too. And then it's like, well, damn it. If I don't do something here soon though, I'm going to end up, out of it um i'm gonna actually go with michael mcdowell i i actually like him on the super speedways he does pretty well at him um and i think he's gonna have a good run this week uh he's another one of those drivers that we'll talk about here in a few minutes in our last in last out where I think he's got a shot to to actually make the 
the playoffs. And um, I think he's going to have a really good opportunity this week. I'm hoping, I am hoping that I want Corey LaJoy to win. Okay, I I am going to root for Corey LaJoy until the day I die. And that's Spire team. I want to see them win a race and make the playoffs. I want to see that so badly because um, I just really like Corey LaJoy. And that team has gotten better. And I think that they're obviously they're not quite there yet in terms of being on the level with these other teams. But these restrictor plate tr tracks, he does really well at them. And Atlanta's one that he it, it, he seems to do really well at. Um, so I'm hoping he wins. It, it would actually please me most if uh, LaJoy won the race and McDowell was second. Then that way I could beat you in the pick as well. So I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that's what happens. So... <laughs> But yeah, so you're going to take Amarola. I'm going to have McDowell um, at Atlanta. I got to admit, man, um, I would love to see them race Atlanta without the, the restrictor plates. I, I, you actually have, this is one of the few tracks, right, that you can do this at where you could actually run it with a different package. I They keep talking about having different tracks on stuff like this, but this is an instance where you could have it be one race, the high downforce, low horsepower, and then you could do another race in the same season where you've got the, the regular speedway package on there, right? The four-inch spoiler and the 670 horsepower. I think that would be really cool. Right, if it you could do the same thing at like a Bristol or a even like a Dover, where instead of doing Bristol dirt, you could do one Bristol race where they're running the regular Speedway package because that's what they run at Bristol, and then you could do the other another one where they're running the short track package, right? The two inch spoiler and the reduced downforce. So I wish that NASCAR would look at doing stuff like that as opposed to trying to add more and more different tracks like i like the different tracks i think going to tracks only once is actually a really good thing i think there's some tracks that we should be only going to once but the ones that we do double up on i think this would be a really cool way to add a new twist to it without having to change and do all different types of shit you know what i mean and i wish they would do that at atlanta i would love to see these cars at atlanta without the restrictor plates because i think it would be incredible racing the mile and a half are the best racing we have right now with these cars and atlanta has always been an awesome track even though it's been repaved i think we could see good racing there i completely 100 percent agree yeah i think it would be great i think you know they should just with the Charlotte, the Roval, get rid of the Roval. They should just, NASCAR should come out and announce it now. They'd be like, hey, we're not going to run the Roval this year. We're just going to run the, the Speedway again. Right? Stop, stop, stop with the Roval. We don't need the Roval. They should, I'm, I'm hoping this is the last Indy road course we do that after this, they're going to be like, hey, we're going to run Indy, the Oval next year. And I completely agree with both of them. Get rid yep. of the Roval. Let's go back to Indy Oval. The road course was fun to a point Let, let's yep. go back to what we what we do yes uh, because let's be honest charlotte puts on the best cup race in these cars so far outside of auto club in my opinion and i'm 
generally curious to see what these cars can do at the Indy Oval. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. I think it would be good racing. Um, I I think you could make the case for yeah, Charlotte Auto Club, um, Kansas was another good one, right? And and what do all those tracks have in common? They're mile and a half. They're fast and they're multiple groove. You can run the top, the middle, the bottom. They're multiple groove, and that's what you have to have in these cars because of the fact that the dirty air with these cars is so it's it's so it's such a big deal being able to just run where the other person is not has a it's it's huge it's absolutely huge so yeah i'm with you i would love to see them just be like we're done with the rovals we're done with the indie oval we're going back to the to the the actual you know the oval track and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna do that yeah i'm with you man that would be that would be incredible so that is going to do it for our NASCAR Pick'em. Um, now we are going to do something new. This is our last in, last out. I actually got this idea looking through the driver standings because if you look right now, not at the playoff standings, but the regular season standings, if you look right now at the cutoff line, um, you've got Ty Gibbs, 16th in points. He's actually in the playoffs right now. And if you look behind him, you've got, you know, Suarez, McDowell, Almondinger, Alex Bowman, right? You guys remember when Alex Bowman was leading the points? Has that changed? Um, you know, LaJoy, 23rd, and Chase Elliott, 24th. Chase Elliott missed six weeks and he is up to 24th he has been chipping away at that and when i saw that i was like i wonder if chase elliott could actually point his way into the playoffs now that would be extremely difficult to do without a win extremely difficult but there is a outside chance that he could do it and so that's where i came up with this idea so keith what we're going to do is is we're going to make our selections for who we think are going to be the last three drivers to make it into the playoffs, meaning they'll be 14th, 15th, 16th in points, and then who we think are going to be the first three that are on the outside looking in, which would be 17th, 18th, and 19th. So, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so... I will go first. We can pick other people's drivers too. It's not like it's got to be we want someone selected there. They're off. And um, you can, you don't have to actually number them. It's not like they got to be in the exact order. You could just, they could be in that group, either last in or first out. Okay. Um, So as part of my last in group, I am going to first take Chase Elliott. Um, I think he is going to make the playoffs. I think it's almost impossible for him not to. I don't think he's going to point his way in. I do think they will get a win. Um, I know it's been a very rough season. Uh, We talk about momentum and and, uh, that type of stuff all the time. And I think that they're going to hit their stride. You know, Hendrick Motorsports as a whole has not looked that great. I mean, Kyle Larson had a pretty good run this last week. 
And even then, I think Larson's fifth in points, and Byron is what? I think Byron's second in the regular season and first in the playoff projected playoffs or something like that. So those two are still doing really well. But, uh, yeah, I think Chase Elliott's going to get things turned around, and I do think he'll make it into the playoffs. Who do you got, Keith? Um, Who I think is going to make it in? Are we doing one at a time, or are we doing them all at once? Um... Let's see here. Yeah, we could do it. We could do it. Uh, we could do it all at once. So yeah, let me just make my 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 last my three last in. That way we can just do that. So yeah, I got Chase Elliott is gonna be my uh, first last in. I think Bubba Wallace is gonna be in that group. I think he'll make it in as well. And then for my third and final last in selection, I think we're gonna see. Uh, Daniel Suarez. I think Suarez, they've had a, a tough season, but Trackhouse has obviously showed that they've got speed. Suarez has just made some mistakes that have cost him. So I do think that he'll make it in uh, the playoffs. So yeah, those are going to be my last three making it in. All right, Keith. So who do you got as your last three making it in? Um, I got Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace, and Michael McDowell. I like it. I do. Uh, you know, Busher's shown speed this year. McDowell, you know, obviously we just talked about, about him when I made my NASCAR Pick'em selection. You know, he's good on the restrictor plates. Um, we've got three of those races left with Daytona and uh, Talladega also on the schedule. Now, Talladega is obviously in the playoffs, but you got Daytona as the final race to get in. Um and he's also good on road courses, and we've got a couple road courses too. So I like that. Yeah. Pick. And and then the reason why I say Michael McDowell is we're going to Pocono. That's another. It's another one that he showed some speed at Michigan, mm-hmm. and the road course is a is a factor in this. Um, I know everybody's going to be like, he just said Michael McDowell, but Michael McDowell showed speed. He showed a lot of speed, and he, he was actually really good at Chicago this past weekend, also. So. Yep. I'm with you. So, yeah, I like that. Uh, so you had McDowell, Busher, and Bubba. Is that who it was? Uh, yes. Okay. McDowell, Busher, Bubba. Okay, so our first out. So these are the guys who we think are going to be the first three drivers on the outside looking in. Um this is hard, man. I, it's hard to do because I hate to. I don't like picking against these guys. I don't want to be like, oh, this guy sucks. I'm not gonna make it. You know what I mean? It's just it's kind of a bummer. Um, but anyways, so I'm gonna pick. So I'm gonna go with Keslowski, Bowman, and Ty Gibbs. Those are my picks for the first three out. Um. I think Brad Keselowski has had a pretty good season when you consider, um, you know, what's gone on. Um, For him to even be in the playoffs right now is pretty incredible considering that it's been pretty rare for them to show decent speed. I mean, if you look at the Fords as a whole, right, if you take out Logano, Blaney, and Harvick, like, they have not been very good this season. You know what I mean? They really haven't. You take those three guys off the off the board, and Ford's, Ford has been looking rough. 
right? Like if you look at the Chevys, for example, if you took off Byron, Chastain, and Bush, the top three Chevy drivers, you would still look and be like, well, hey, man, you know, these guys have still shown good speed. They might not have the finishes to back it up, but, you know, you got Larson, Stenhouse, Almendinger, Suarez, Elliott, LaJoy, even Austin Dillon, right? Like those guys have all shown speed. Where the Fords, not so much, right? Like, I mean, Harvick and Blaney and Logano, they have been like the banner carriers for Ford this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Keselowski. Um, I got Gibbs, Ty Gibbs. I do think uh, his season has been pretty freaking incredible so far for him to even be in the top 16 right now, especially when you look at him compared to the other rookie, Noah Gregson. Now, obviously, there is, in my opinion, a very big difference between their teams. Um, but I don't know if that is a 16 spot difference, right? Ty Gibbs is 16th in points. Noah Gregson is 32nd. So Ty Gibbs has really, um, he's shown me a lot this year. And I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with after this season. And then Alex Bowman, um, he was leading the points, but he had that massive penalty, 60 points, and then also he missed a handful of races with his injury, and I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome it. He just has not seemed to have the speed um, or the results so far uh, since he's come back. They've just looked off. So, yeah, I think he's going to be on the outside looking in. So those are my three, Keith. Who do you got? Uh, my three is going to be Ty Gibbs. I think he's going to falter over the course of the uh, run to the playoffs. Uh, Alex Bowman's the other one, and Chase Elliott's the other one. Um, Didn't I know see Chase, that one coming. I, I know <laughs> Chase has shown a lot of speed since he's been back. I just I don't think the season's going to fall the way that they think it's going to fall. Um, yeah, he's going to have to get a win. It, yeah, I don't think he can point his way in. There's no way. I think it's going to be really hard to point your way in, especially having the massive penalty, yep. the injury. And it just seems like he, when he's running good, he doesn't finish good. When he's running bad, he finishes better. Um, yep. I will say, though, I will say this. He's got a phenomenal chance this weekend. Uh, Yes. You yes, know what I does. mean? This is a track that he definitely has a good shot at. You know, if you look at, I mean, obviously, Chase Elliott, you know, this this season has obviously been crazy. But Chase Elliott, he's a good road course racer. He's a good super speedway racer. He's a good speedway racer, right? Like, the, the guy can drive. He's obviously really good. Yeah, and, and I don't want people to think that I absolutely hate Chase Elliott. It's not that I don't hate him. I hate his fans. His, yes. His fans. Fuck. Yes, yes. I'm with you. I, I there's I'm like that with certain people. And you know, <laughs> and, and and look, I understand that I've got faults in life and, and one of them is that I literally just, you know, stack stack chips of disrespect and carry on grudges with stuff. And I understand that it's not a good thing to do and Chase Elliott fans, even though I am I don't consider myself like a fan of Chase Elliott's, but I do like Chase Elliott. I I you know, I I'm not really a fan of anybody in terms of like i don't sit down and like root for this guy every single weekend no. and week out. i haven't done that in years but i like chase elliott when he wins i think it's good for the sport i do 
And I think he's got a good shot this weekend. You know, I mean, obviously he's won at Atlanta before. But yeah, I'm with you, Keith. It's some Chase Elliott fans, I just, I'm kind of yeah. like that about a lot of fans, though. I, I don't know. I think a lot of fans are just horrible. And and I think that's where me and you are a lot alike. I'm just a racing fan. Like, yes. yeah, I love, I love Kevin Harvick. I've always had a love for Kevin Harvick. Mm-hmm. And I like Chase Elliott. I grew up watching his dad race in the Cup Series, so it ain't yep. like I fucking hate the guy. His fans are just very toxic. Yes, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, some of them are. I will. I'd probably have to say that out of all the drivers, if I'm going to root for somebody, it would be, it would be Kyle Larson, just because of oh, yeah, just, you know, yeah. watching him grow up and and racing against them. And I mean, I I can't really say what I did was racing against him because the little prick just he always used to kick my ass. But you know seeing him come from where he came from and stuff like that to see him now, I think is pretty incredible. So yeah, I always have a rooting interest with him. Like, you know, other drivers who've come from here, like Logan CV, Logan CV grew up just a few minutes from where I'm at or, uh, Brad sweet, right. There's a bunch of them that are actually from, you know, within like an hour of where I'm at. So those guys, I, I always have a rooting interest for, but yeah, I'm with you, man. There's just, I'm not, it's like, yeah, I, I just root for racing as a whole. I just like it as a whole. So and I agree with that, and and uh, it, it's not the fact that I got my ass kicked by Kyle Larson or, or Brad Sweet. <laughs> it's the fact that sharing the track with that got them guys and then seeing where they're at now, it's, it's awesome. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. So, but speaking of Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet, when we get back from the break, we're going to be diving into our Eldora Million Breakdown. We've got the big sprint car race coming up this next week as it's going to kick off the week of racing at Eldora because we've got the Million and the Kings Royals. So huge week of sprint car racing. So we're going to dive into the first half of it right after this break. All right. So Eldora Million. This is the big one, Keith. This is the one we were talking about. Um, we were wondering who was going to race it, who was going to be in it. Um, you know, obviously, the World of Outlaws, they had their their change with the points purse and the loyalty and all that stuff like that. Um, we've seen a few Outlaw drivers run some high limit stuff this year. We pretty much were saying from the beginning look the million is something that everybody's going to be running and we were right they are at 60 entries right now 59 excuse me 59 entries um for the race now that the deadline for the early entry is today okay is july 7th which is today so i don't know if we're going to see any more entries until actual race day okay um and even then i don't know how that's gonna work but as of right now we've got almost 60 drivers and i gotta be honest this is a if you go through the driver list um it's a freaking who's who of sprint car racing obviously you've got the big names right the outlaws uh Shots, you know, sweet Brent Marks, uh, Rico Abreu, Casey Kane, you know, Kyle Larson, Selzy, Shoehart, Hodenshield, right? But you've also got a lot of guys that are 
really, really good drivers who might not be outlaws, but definitely have a shot to win. Obviously, you know, uh, our man Sunshine, Tyler Courtney. I mean, he he does he always does really well at Eldora. Um, you know, it, there's just a Lance DeWeese, obviously, that guy as much as I hate to admit it with this damn posse drivers, um, you know, he's really good. So Macri, you know, Cole Macedo, Danny Dietrich, Kerry Matson, Aaron Reitzel, Sam Hayfertip. Like there's a lot of really good drivers that are going to be running this weekend. So I, uh, Keith, who, who do you think is going to win the Eldora million? Who is your pick to win the Eldora million? So I was, I was looking at the entry list here, and I don't. There's a name missing. Who's the uh, name? Where the hell's Buddy Kofoid? Yeah, for, you know what? I was shocked at that too. I did not see his name. That, that's who I was going to pick, but I'll, I'll put a question mark on that. I'm sure he's racing. He just might not be on the entry list. Um, the guy that I'm going to pick is is the guy that. He won the the big money race there last time, not the Eldora Million. I gotta go with uh, Brent Marks. Um, it seems like anytime there's big money laid out on the table, that man just comes out and catches everybody by surprise. Yeah, I I'm gonna tell you right now, I am not gonna root. I am not gonna pick Brent Marks. Just back to your Chase Elliott thing. I, I it's not Brent Marks. It's Brent Marks fans. You posse members, my God, I. <laughs> I have to hear another P PA posse fan tell me how <laughs> Brent Marks is the second is the the sprint car version of Jonathan Davenport. I'm gonna lose my mind, dude. God damn it! <laughs> so sick actually, of hearing that shit. <laughs> actually, you know what? Just to piss off the PA posse guys, I'm not, gonna, I'm not picking. No, it's he's not a bad pick, man. He had he obviously, dude. Last year, he dominated there. You know, it was funny when you watch the um the uh that the documentary dirt um when kyle larson is racing when he's being interviewed when they're at eldora he's talking about how he's like cars feeling good i think if we can get around this guy we might have a shot to win and then you hear him after the race he's like oh my god i didn't realize that brent marks was like a half a lap ahead of everybody like he marks was so far gone that larson didn't even know he was leading like yeah. that's how that's how fast he was. So, yeah, Bert I would not be Yeah, I would not be shocked by that at all because you're right. The dude when it's um a uh a big money race, he shows out. He absolutely shows out. The dude is fast, man. He's fast. So, yeah, I I don't have a I don't disagree with that pick at all. Um I'm kind of torn, man. There's two I I actually have two guys that I that I want to pick and I'm torn between them because I think Tyler Courtney has been he's really he's always really good at Eldora. He's just consistently good. Um you know, he he the dude just seems, always seems to be up front there. Pick pick your two and and then I'll come back and Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Rico and Sunshine. I think Rico's been Dude. on fire at Eldora lately. And I think he's been on fire just period lately. And it doesn't matter what car Rico gets in at Eldora. He's always a threat to win, whether mm -hmm. it's a non 
Reptar midget silver yep. crown. I don't know if he's ever dabbled into a silver crown, but I'm sure he could win in it. Yeah. Uh, the guy that I was going to go back and pick was Sheldon Hoppenshield. Um, it, it always seems like when everything's at stake, just like a Brent Marks, when, when there's big money laid out on the table. Yeah. Other than the uh, Hussett's national race, we'll just throw that one out. That never happened. Um, but when you look at the Eldora Speedway, the, the person that comes to mind with the Tyler Courtney and the Ricos mm-hmm. and, and Kyle is, is Sheldon. He's always typically there, and that's usually an elbows up, rip the fence down kind of track, and that's usually where you see him shine. Yep. So that's going to be my second pick. I know they've had their struggles, but they're going to get it turned around. They have. Well, if if there's a time to turn it around, it's, you know, for a million dollars. Time? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this race, man. I cannot wait for this race. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Now, to give you guys an idea, so... We've got a two-night format. We've got Wednesday night and Thursday night. Now, Wednesday night is the prelim night. Um, and essentially what they're doing is, is they've got points for everything that you do. So essentially they're calling it every lap matters points. It says when competitors are on track during Wednesday's Twin 25 program, they will be scoring points using the every lap matters format to seed the heat lineups for the Eldora Million on Thursday. So you've got qualifying. They're going to qualify two laps, two cars at a time. Then they're going to have the heat races. There's four heats. There are 10 laps. The heats will be inverted, and that will be determined by the Wheel of Misfortune. The top five will go to the A feature. The balance will go to the B and C if necessary. Then you've got the consolations, 12 laps for the B feature, top four go to the A main. Then they're going to be running the A feature. Now, from my understanding, it sounds like there's two A features. Um, You've got two groups. So, yes. So there will be two groups. The groups will be determined based on a number of factors, sanctioning body points, standings, results, different methods, and they're going to be putting them together. That just sounds like Eldora's way of saying, hey, we're going to split these two groups into what we think will be the best form of racing. Like That's just that's what it sounds like to me. Hey, we're going to split these two groups up into what we want to see, what we think is going to be competitive. So, Because obviously, let's... Let's not kid ourselves, okay? Eldora and Tony Stewart, they're not stupid, all right? Is all the names that we just went through, and uh, and there are a ton of very, very good drivers in this, but let's be honest, when we see the feature for the Eldora Million, we want to see those those top guys out there, right? We want to see Brent Marks and Donnie Schatz and DeWeese and Selzy and Sweet and... Abreu and all those guys like that, okay? We're not wanting to see, you know, a field with Harley White and Kale Thomas. Nothing against those guys, but they're not the names, you know what I mean? So the last thing Eldora wants to do is have one of the groups be all the heavy hitters knocking themselves out and then everybody else. So 
I would expect to see the strength of the field for each group be pretty even in terms of what gets divided up. And then they're going to do their invert with the Wheel of Misfortune in the A feature. A feature is 25 laps, and then it's 12,000 to win, and this, they score points for each thing. It's first place for Qual is 100 points, Heat's 200, B, 204, A, 300, and then it goes down by four for each one. So that is going to be, that's really interesting because that's a different format than what we see for typical points events like this, Keith. Yeah, and and I'm I'm just excited to get this damn thing going. Uh, Me too. It's been a very long time since we've had a million dollar event for sprint car racing as a whole. Mm -hmm. and, yep. And I think this is going to be huge. Uh, I think the entry list is just going to get bigger. Um, I think we're going to have weekend warrior guys show up when when the race when when the pits open. Um, I'm just stoked. I'm ready yep. to see, I'm ready to see it happen. Um the the format's interesting. Um it it'll make you really pay attention to what you're doing that weekend cuz if if you have a bad night you're you're going to be screwed. Yep. Well, and the cool thing is is that so on Thursday the 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 night of the million, you've got six heats, 10 laps. They're going to be lined up by the points that they did from the previous night. First to third, go to the feature. Fourth to sixth, go to the B. Seventh on back, go to the C. Now, in the feature, the heat race winners will draw for spots one through six, right? So it's not just going to be straight up. They've got to draw for it, which is really interesting. The second place finishers will draw for 7th to 12th. So you could essentially be in heat race 6 and finish 2nd, and you could start as high as the inside of row 4. That's huge, right? That's huge when you consider how we typically do it with the straight-up starting where they're going to be outside row 6. So that's a big difference. You're talking about 6 positions. That's a big deal. Yeah, and and what it's showing is Heat races are going to be very important. They're going to be extremely important. Points and getting off to a good start mm -hmm. is very important. If you yep. start behind the eight ball, you're going to stay behind the eight ball. So okay. these, these big teams that typically falter, looking at the Hodden Shield group, mm -hmm. you got to be on your A game. And yep. I think that's where they come in on their A game. They're going to have to. Any team is going to have to. Um, you know as well as I know in sprint car racing, whether it's a weekend warrior seat race, mm -hmm. a USAC or an outlaw, you start behind the eight ball, you you're stuck for for a good bit. Yes, and what I'm really looking forward to. So the feature is 50 laps, and they're going to have, from my understanding, it's going to be an open red on lap 20 on or around lap 20 and then they're going to finish out the race that's really interesting because if you are somebody if you're running let's just say you're running up towards the front right you're in the top six and your car's not handling that well now you can make some adjustments right that is huge we've seen races turn like that before 
open reds where you change you make changes to the car and now this thing was not great and it's a rocket ship so i'm really looking forward to that because i think we could see a swing in the next 30 laps because dude 30 30 laps is an eternity at eldora it really is as fast as that track is when you're talking about this point of the night it's going to be slick it's going to either be rolling right on the bottom or up on the wall and that's a 30 laps is a long time so dude i i'm really looking forward to this i've there's very few races that I've looked forward to as much as this. It, it, especially ones that I'm not going to be at. I'm not, it's not like I'm going to be there. Um, you know, I'm just going to be watching on the TV. So, yeah, I I freaking can't wait, man, to see what happens with this. And, and it's about time sprint car racing gets a race like this. Mm-hmm. With a first this high. Um, I mean, you've been beating on this drum. Mm-hmm for what the last two years since we've been yeah. doing the podcast that the payouts for sprint car racing suck nothing yep. something needs to change and and tony stewart decided to uh make a big change and and i'm excited to see how this plays out to see what they do in the following years i know next year it'll probably go back to the late models which i'm fine with as long as they keep flip-flopping i'm cool with it i'm fine with that too i think that's awesome I think it's I, awesome if they do that, to be honest, because yeah, I think I mean, it makes that it makes it that much more special to win it. Yeah, it makes it more of a crown jewel event. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't want to see it ran one year and then never ran again. Um, yeah. So, I I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to be a success, and you couldn't pick a better racetrack to do it at than Eldora. I mean, the racing's always good there. It doesn't matter what the car is. It, it's yep. always really good and exciting. 50 laps at Eldora is going to be insane for the feature event. Because like you said, it's gonna, it'll either be really slick and you'll be on the bottom, pulling the bottom, or you'll be up ripping the fence down, and it's going to yep. be treacherous. And, then, and I think that's where you're going to see these guys that race real sketchy really lay it out yep. on the line and, and show why they're the best in the world because I've never seen an entry list so stacked in my entire life. Yeah, it is. It is stacked. Um, You're going to see the, the B main is going to look like a feature. An outlaw feature. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to be insane. And then how you're talking about the open red, how, how guys can struggle and then get the open red and make some changes. We've seen this happen. How many times in the Knoxville nationals? Yep. Um, I think that's a blessing in disguise because you can kind of save what you have till that open red and then just adjust on it further mm-hmm. and you can be running 12th at the time of the open red, come out of the open red and, and make a good charge to the front. The thing that I'm going to be willing to see and wanting to see is do these guys take care of their tires? Are you allowed to change tires in an open red? I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can't, remember. I don't think so. Um, you can pretty much do everything else. Now, I yeah. I don't know if they're going to have restrictions on it, and I would actually have to look through the rule books to see it. I, I just know typically you can make suspension adjustments to the car, yeah. um, but I don't know if you can change tires. I almost want to say the only way you can change a tire is if you have one go down or blow Yes, out. and then I believe if, the, if you do, you have to go to the back. Yeah, yes. Um so it'll so, be interesting to see who who saves their stuff 
for a late race charge, and who doesn't? Because mm-hmm. that, that's going to play a big factor into it. A lot of people might say it won't, but I I beg to differ. Tires mean a lot. Yep, they do. Absolutely. Especially I... now when you have tires just coming apart to come apart because they haven't had time to to sit overnight or sit for weeks at a time for for the compounding to seal to the tire. Yep. Yep. No, you're right. I remember um, we had a a uh, so we were racing down at we were at Hanford and we were running the um, it wasn't called King of the West back then. Back then it was called I think Golden State Challenge and we were running up front. I was helping uh McMillan's at that time. Tim Kading was our driver. And we were running in like fourth at the time. And red flag comes out. And Brent Kading, Tim and Bud's dad, had not been running very well. And keep in mind at this time, this was because this is like 20 years ago. Brent Kading was like the king of California, right? Like, I mean, out here, like the dude, what he he won all the championships. He won most of the races. Like, he was like the king out west here. And he was not running good. Open red. His crew went out there. They changed four shocks because back then we didn't, you know, we didn't have all these two-way adjustable shocks where you're just going click, click, click. Like, you had to actually change the damn shock. They changed four shocks. Dude went from, like, 12th to 2nd in like 13 laps. Now I get it. This was Hanford and this was a, you know, King of the West show or Golden State Challenge show. It's not the Eldora Million, but you can see cars go from crap to incredible with a few adjustments. And these teams are the best in the business. So I'm, I think that is going to be one of the coolest things to see is what happens with these guys when they have that break, what types of changes are going to be made, what's going to be allowed to be made and what kind of difference will we see in their cars? Like I said, you know, you could have guys who are horrible to incredible. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, and I am too. And I'm looking forward to see what Brady Bacon can do in this because He's a sneaky good wing guy, and mm-hmm. I think if the right situation shows, and he's he's a good points racer, so I would I'd be looking out on Brady Bacon. I, I regret not taking him, but there's a, there's reasons why I didn't, right? Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm freaking pumped to see it. I almost wish I still had a sprint car so I could enter my squirrely ass and and just <laughs> yeah. my way into a million win. That'd be freaking yeah. great. I, uh, that would be awesome, man. Um, I am trying right now. I'm working on getting the stuff put together so I can go out there for the four crown. There's a bunch of, bunch of us are going, I'm trying to, to join everybody. And, um, yeah, like I, I can't wait to go out there and, and see some racing at Eldora. And I think this weekend, for those of you who are going to be there live is is going to be incredible. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Next week, yeah. we've got the million. I think it's going to be insane. I'm going to be very, very jealous. I just, I, I if I could have my family vacation anywhere, it'd, it'd be to Eldora Speedway. I yeah. Mean, the, the racing <laughs> good. You can feed your family for cheap there, cheaper than McDonald's, and the food is very, very good. So when, when you go, 
make sure you try some some of them cheese curds. They're freaking amazing. And a pizza burger. I will. I will definitely do that. So, so yeah. But, yeah, big, big, big week of racing. So, uh, Eldora Million kicks off um, July 12th. It's July 12th and the 13th. And then after that, we've got the Kings Royal. So, you guys, that's going to do it all for this week's show. Now, we will be back next week. We're going to be recording on Friday, and I'll be getting the show up as quick as I can on Friday. So, we're going to do our Eldora Million recap and then our Kings Royal breakdown heading into the rest of the weekend at Eldora. So yeah, four nights of racing at Eldora. Hopefully we have some good weather and everything goes off without a hitch because it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. I'm really looking forward to it. So but yeah, we'll be back next week. Keith, my man, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the million and uh yeah, I'll uh see you back here next week. Thanks, you too. Enjoy your weekend. Have a good rest of the week of work. And oh, yeah. Let's yeah. go watch somebody win a million dollars. Let's go watch somebody win a million dollars. That's right. So all of you out there, thank you very much, as always, for joining us. We uh, very much appreciate it. Please download, share, subscribe, like, all that other good stuff. Do that, and we will be back here next week to do this all over again. So for me, Thomas Brandon, and my man Keith Bradley, hope all of you guys have an awesome weekend. Take care. <laughs>